an athletic speedster added to Iowa football's class of 2023. We will sit down and chat with new Iowa commit Alex Moda. Plus, Iowa basketball poised, ready, and red hot heading into the month of March. And Iowa looking for a new quarterbacks coach following Ken O'Keefe stepping down from his on-field role. All that and more coming up during week 189 of Brada's Branded Thoughts. This is from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Are you a Hawkeye fan living in Story County? Well, if you are, great. If not, we've still got you covered. Introducing From the Hawkeye of the Storm, your source for original Iowa content from the Eye of the Storm, the Hawkeye of the Storm, Ames, Iowa. That's right. Our Hawkeye platform, hosted by StoryCounty.News, strives to offer a unique perspective that you won't find anywhere else. Despite living amid the sea of red that is Cyclone Country, we make it our aim to entertain and inform Hawkeye fans everywhere. From live programming following an Iowa athletic event to our on-demand podcast, Brada's Branded Thoughts, which you can access through YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Amazon, and more, our goal is to always offer cutting-edge black and gold content. In addition, catch our weekly college football picks throughout the season as you get prepped for the weekend ahead. And the great thing about all of our content is it's all free. Join us regularly here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm and be sure to subscribe to our sister channel, Iowa Football at the Voice of College Football. That's Iowa Football at the Voice of College Football on YouTube as we have teamed up with Mark Rogers and former Iowa football assistant coach Don Patterson to bring you live post-game shows after every Iowa football game. Watch, chat, and even call in to let your voice be heard each and every weekend this fall. Want to learn how you can further support us? Visit our video description on each and every YouTube video we publish, and then, of course, enjoy the content. It's From the Hawkeye of the Storm, hosted by StoryCounty.News, for the best Hawkeye content in the area. want to take this opportunity to thank all of our subscribers on YouTube. We have officially reached 1,000 subs. Thank you so much. And again, please continue to tell your friends, like our videos, helps us to grow. Iowa basketball, red hot. Five of six now Iowa has won. Of course, their one loss coming to Michigan prior to the Juwan Howard debacle. But Iowa now sitting at 9-7 and seven in the conference. And I said uh, a few weeks ago on this very show, um, I said plainly, and, and I'm not the only one who has said this, I stand by it, that Iowa is in the tournament as long as they go 10 and 10. I think 9 and 11, you know, there, there's a possibility they get in if, if, they, if they get a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. They are in regardless of what happens in the Big Ten tournament as long as they're 10 and 10. So that means they would have to lose out to be 9 and 11. What, what a turnaround. Now, we have to. Uh, understand this, that Iowa has played some of the bottom-tier teams in this conference. Their schedule, Tom Izzo brought it up after the game last night, that Iowa's schedule largely front-loaded as opposed to Michigan State, who has a back-loaded schedule. Iowa, of course, uh, 5 of 6 now won, beating Minnesota at home, Maryland on the road, Nebraska at home, Ohio State on the road, Michigan State at home. Those, Those last two are impressive. To, to beat Maryland by as much as they did, to put up 110 on them and then absolutely blow the doors off Nebraska and win by double figures against Minnesota. This has been an impressive 5 of 6. I don't care who you're playing. And now Iowa gets two more games that they, they should absolutely win. You get at Nebraska on Friday at home against Northwestern the following Monday for senior night. Take a look at the standings because 
uh, as we see the uh, the standings starting to shake out. I mean, the pecking order is certainly starting to make itself clearly apparent. Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, all tied in the loss column. You've got Ohio State at 10-5. The, the real surprise is Rutgers at 10-6, fighting for a tournament berth. Of course, they had early losses to Lafayette, UMass. That hurts them in their tournament chances, but... Uh, Iowa, Michigan State, all they're both locks right now. I mean, for the most part, they would both. I mean, Michigan State and Iowa, I think both would have to lose out um, to have any chance of not making the tournament. I know some people may disagree with that notion, but again, I believe if Iowa's ten and ten, they are absolutely in. Michigan, you see, fighting now for the tournament. Juwan Howard. This, by the way, these these standings um, up to date prior to the games on Wednesday night. So if you're listening to this podcast after some games on Wednesday. Um, these standings have not reflected those results. But the point is, Michigan, Indiana fighting for their tournament lives. And you can, I think, make the, the, the statement, barring some unbelievable run in the Big Ten tournament, Penn State, Northwestern, Maryland, Minnesota, Nebraska, all very much out of the race. So what does it mean for Iowa? Keegan Murray red hot right now. Iowa's playing a lot better defensively. They are now in the top 80 in Ken Pomeroy's defensive efficiency ratings, which is impressive for them to move up that much. They've moved up you know, 40 to 50 spots over the course of the last month or so. That is telling because, of course, Iowa, um, you know, that is based off your, your schedule. And Iowa has found a way, despite a, a large sample size thus far, to uh, make some pretty drastic improvements. And we saw basically 40 minutes of defense against Michigan State. We've seen Iowa at times, especially second halves, Iowa seems to to get better defensively. Certainly was the case against Ohio State. I didn't think they played very well defensively early. But man, they put it together for 40 minutes against Michigan State. And by the way, congratulations to Luca Garza and everyone else who was honored on Tuesday night, including uh, the late and great Roy Marble. Um, but again, just a terrific night for Iowa, rocking Carver Hawkeye Arena. And Iowa has an opportunity now to win seven of eight and potentially more if you can go on the road and win at Michigan, which will be a tall order. But they've got a chance. Senior night Monday, get your tickets if you have not already done so. And uh, this, I think, is going to be Jordan Bohannon's last game at home. I, I, if he finds a way to come back for a seventh year, I think uh, I think the world is coming to an end. So uh, again, get your tickets. There are plenty available. The other big news, of course, in Hawkeye Nation, Ken O'Keefe, we've talked about that on the YouTube channel. Ken O'Keefe stepping down as Iowa's quarterback's coach. Certainly the question is who will replace Ken O'Keefe? And there have been a number of names tossed around. You've got Drew Tate being mentioned. Of course, he's now at UNI. You've got Chuck Long, former Iowa coach and quarterback. He is in the mix, at least from the fan base's perspective. David Rye, former Iowa quarterback, and of course he's been a coach a variety of places, including in the NFL. Uh, he was most recently the OC for a brief stint, very brief stint, at Vanderbilt. Um, I'll tell you my top three candidates, and you have every right to disagree with these candidates, and this is just me coming up with this. This is just me, and little, the, the research that I've done, and certainly uh, I'm not tr- trying to claim that that I'm doing more research than anybody on this staff. I, I I give Kirk Ferentz the benefit of the doubt that they are doing a thorough, thorough search for the right man to, to coach the most important position on the football field. But my top three candidates would be, first, Randy Hedberg. Randy Hedberg from North Dakota State. Of course, he's coached the likes of Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, Easton Stick. He's got a tremendous track record. I, I think at this point, if I'm Iowa, I am absolutely targeting 
Randy Hedberg. I mean, he is the best. I mean, you just look at the numbers. You can look through FBS schools. You can look through FCS schools, Power 5 schools. You're not going to see anybody who's better qualified from an NFL development standpoint than Randy Hedberg. Yes, I know he's in his 60s, but he's a Midwest guy. Okay, He's not making a lot up there at North Dakota State. This would be an opportunity to get a guy who has proven himself to an unbelievable degree. And these, keep in mind, Carson Wentz was a zero-star recruit coming out of high school. So he would be my number one priority if I'm Iowa. The whole we got to hire a young guy. If we're going to hire, if the main criteria is age, then we got serious problems, okay? Because age has nothing to do with coaching quarterbacks. I'm so, It just doesn't have anything to do with it, especially not at Iowa. Iowa's not running a spread offense. You need somebody that can teach the fundamentals of being a quarterback at this level. And Iowa has not had fundamentally sound quarterbacks in quite some time. Randy Hedberg's my number one coach. Number two on the list would be David Yost, former Texas Tech coach, former Oregon coach. He has been a variety of places. was also at Mizzou at one time. He's credited for prepping Justin Herbert for the NFL, Blaine Gabbert, Chase Daniel, Brad Smith, Jordan Love at Utah State. This guy has some serious credentials. Was let go at Texas Tech recently. Of course, the Red Raiders have had some problems in recent years. He is now the OC at Florida International. Could Iowa offer him enough to where he'd want to move up, up, up the country, up into the Midwest coach at Iowa as a QB's coach? Man, I'd have to think you're paying 650000 or so to Ken O'Keefe that Iowa would have enough money to get it done. David Yost is my number two candidate. Number three on the list. Number three on the list would be Bill Lynch. Now, you're going to say again, he's old. He's in retirement. Why are we going after him? Bill Lynch has an impressive, impressive resume as an offensive coach. Of course, you know his history at Indiana. Um, He was most recently the head coach at DePauw University, which is, uh, of course, not Division I, but uh, he's very successful at DePauw. And right now, he's in retirement. So here's the deal. Kirk Ferentz is going to be here, we assume, five to seven more years. Seven years at the max. So whoever you hire here, you have to assume that they're probably just here for four to five, six, maybe seven years. Now, maybe Bill Lynch doesn't have seven years, but does he have four? Does he have five? I I couldn't care less what the age of Iowa's next quarterback's coach is. Again, they have to be able to teach these kids the fundamentals of football. And Bill Lynch, who does not have a job right now, and maybe doesn't want a job, but at least I would make that call. He's a Big Ten guy. I think he would do a tremendous job here as Iowa's offensive or QB's coach, I should say. I'll give you my dark horse. And uh, again, I have no idea if this would work. I have no idea if Kirk would be interested or if, if Don would be interested. But how about Coach Don Patterson? And and I know for, for some of the listeners that have listened to my postgame show with Coach P, I am friends with Don. So yes, I'm biased. I get it. I know Don's 71 years old. But Coach Don Patterson would be a marquee selection. Okay, he lives right there in Iowa City. He was the OC with Hayden Fry. Okay, he is the all-time winningest coach at Western Illinois. He is an offensive guru. He's coached every offensive position, I believe, but O line. If I'm Kirk Ferentz, and maybe I go after those other three guys first. Okay, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the four. But if push came to shove, I would call Don Patterson and get a feel. I would just have a discussion, and I know Kirk Ferentz is good friends with Don, so maybe those discussions are being had. But again, you say what you want about age, okay? If that's your first criteria, then then 
probably shouldn't be hiring. You shouldn't be involved in the hiring process. And I'm not saying that Iowa uh, is prioritizing age. I sure hope not because, I mean, your head coach is in his late 60s. So that would be where I would go. Again, Randy Hedberg from North Dakota State, David Yost at Florida International, Bill Lynch, who's in retirement, and another guy in retirement, Don Patterson. Criticize me if you want. Leave your comments below. If you have a different opinion, you are absolutely entitled to your own opinion. Believe you me, as it relates to Don Patterson, there is nobody that loves Iowa football and would have, a, I, I think, even at his age, more of a passion to turn around the offense and help the quarterback room than Coach John Patterson. All right, moving along here to the big recruiting news over the week or over the past week. Of course, Chase Brackney, defensive lineman out of Colorado a little over a week ago, committed to the Hawkeyes uh, for the class of 2023. And another name uh, Iowa has added to the class, Alex Moda, Marion quarterback and turned wide receiver or soon to be turned wide receiver Alex Moda expected to play some wide receiver his senior year and then play receiver at Iowa they get a pledge from Alex we sat down and spoke with Alex over the weekend let's give our attention to Alex Moda the newest addition to Iowa's commitment list for the class of 2023 enjoy pleased to be joined by Iowa 2023 commit Alex Moda out of the Marion area and Alex uh, again appreciate you joining us here this afternoon and uh, certainly a busy time of year and an exciting time of your life as you've committed to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes first of all what what's life been like these last few weeks I know that the offers really um, were were tough to shuffle through because you had a lot of options out there but what was it like finally being able to, to pledge your uh, commitment to Iowa for me it was finally being at peace I would say for me so but finally being at P. And so what sold you on Iowa? I mean, this, again, we're, we're talking, and mm. I don't have them all listed here. I'm going to throw up a banner so kind of people kind of get a, right. an idea for the big boys out there. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Missouri, you ported offers from Iowa State, Miami, Ohio, Kansas, Kansas State, um, Iowa Central. So, I mean, I, and I might, might be missing some. You had interest from Notre Dame, Indiana, Louisville, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, Michigan State. So you had some options out there. Mm. You could have went a lot of different places in the country. Why stick with Iowa? Of course, you're a local kid, but why stick with the Hawkeyes? Uh, to me, it's definitely the what persuaded me was they wanted me as a receiver. And I've always wanted to be a receiver deep down inside because I've always worked out receiver. I think I'm fast. I can catch the football. And another factor was it's like 30 minutes away from my house. So I can always come see my family. They can, they can always come see me. So that's Absolutely. really... That's a blessing, man. You're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy having your family there every week. Yeah. Um, so so one of the things, and we can jump right into this, and we can kind of jump around a bit. But I always like to ask Iowa commits or Iowa signees um, what their weaknesses are. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to kind of speak on what you think you need to improve on. But when I look at you on tape, and I, again, I'm just looking at a, a small excerpt. I'm looking at highlight film. Certainly don't have the amount of exposure that the Iowa coaches do. But I see speed and elusiveness, at least on, uh, from what I've seen, even watching you as a quarterback, what stands out on on film. The one thing I had a question mark for, because you mentioned before we went live here, that you have not played wide receiver since, what, your freshman year? Yeah, I was a running back freshman year. You're fr okay, you're running back freshman year. So here's here's the deal. I, I'm looking on tape, and my only question is, do you have the hands to play receiver in the Big Ten? So how do you answer that question? Do you have the hands? And certainly, you have. I'm assuming you'll have an opportunity to showcase that during your senior year. Yeah, I do because uh, 
last year, seven on seven, uh, I was a receiver then, and most of the routes were like slants, ends, goes. I think I dropped the whole season like three. I think I dropped like three catches the whole season. I like 50, 60 targets the whole year during seven on seven. So I think my hands are pretty good. I always do tennis ball drills. My hand-eye coordination is pretty good. I played baseball, so I know how to catch footballs, baseballs, basketballs, all that stuff. What's it been like playing quarterback at Marion? I mean, that, that doesn't seem like that's your natural position, but you did it. And certainly, from what I've seen, you're the best athlete on the field when you did so. What was it like being the head of the offense? Uh, it was a little bit overwhelming, but not too much. Because to me, it was a surprise that they wanted me at quarterback. And then I went in and did the job. I remember last year, we won a playoff game last year. This year, we didn't do very well this year. But next year, I think next year is the really selling key for us and our team. And what's the plan? I know we talked about it before we went live, but can you kind of fill our listeners in on the plan for you? Because you do project now as a wide receiver at Iowa. So what's the plan your senior year? I'm assuming you're switching over to receiver. Uh, yeah, receiver and then running back. So you got a quarterback in the wings, it sounds yeah. like. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I'm curious. We just ran through those offers mm-hmm. in Nebraska, Iowa State. Did anybody offer you as a quarterback? Uh, Kansas State did once. I told them not to recruit me as a quarterback. Kansas State wanted you as a quarterback, and you told them not to recruit you as a quarterback? No. You know, you are probably, and I don't, I don't know this, but I'm just speculating, you are probably one of the few high school athletes that would turn down a Big 12 quarterback offer but but you are realistic and you are you you believe you're born to be a receiver mm-hmm. yeah i think so that's awesome that's awesome um all right so the, the current group of iowa wide receivers we, we know the list of course charlie jones and, and nico regani charlie jones certainly but regani possibly going to be moving on after this coming year yeah of course nico uh arlen bruce a young guy who's certainly going to be a big part of your career i'm sure keegan johnson as well Deontay Vines is a young man in that room as well, and and uh, Jacob Bostic as well as Brody Breck. So, um, from that group, knowing what you know from that group, and I'm sure you, it sounds like you watched a lot of Hawkeye football, and even this past year, um, is there anybody on this list, first of all, that that you admire as far as their playing style that you believe is is sort of similar style wide receiver to yourself? I think my similar style is probably Arlen Bruce. I would say because the way I know. Their offense, a lot of the ways, gets him the ball and jet sweeps and all yeah. that stuff. So I think that's similar to me because that's a, a lot of things that we're going to be doing this year. A lot of jet sweeps and motions and get the defense on their heels and their eyes move in different directions. Alex, that was uh, the one of the things that I, again, watching you on tape, even as, as a quarterback, I'm thinking to myself, this guy, you put this guy out wide, you're going to be seeing him running in motion a lot, mm-hmm. getting jet sweeps. So. Yeah. Um, what about punt? I'm just curious. Punt return, kick return. Do you have any experience doing that? Do you have plans to do that in the, in yeah, the high I did school? Yeah, uh, I kicked return sophomore year. Uh, they didn't kick it to my side very much, so I was always to the other side. And then I never punt return, but this year I'm going to punt return and kick return. Because as you know, yeah. Charlie Jones is one of the best in the business doing mm-hmm. that, but he's going to be gone in 2023. So yeah. that is going to – I would expect that to be a wide-open race and um, – so, so that will be intriguing uh, as well. Is there anybody on the on the current roster that you're close to that you formed a bond with already? Uh, I've talked to Zayra Nawampa. We've kind of hit each other up here and there. Uh, I've seen him in public areas. 
and I talked to him at the Iowa facility. So I think me and him, me and him are getting pretty close together. Everybody says he's a great recruiter. Is he as good a recruiter as Brian? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so so Brian Ferentz was your primary recruiter. You have mm-hmm. a relationship with Kelton Copeland. What have those guys been like as far as um, talking? Again, you, you being so close to Iowa City and really being a homegrown product, what have they been like in the recruitment? What sort of a relationship do you have with them? Uh, Coach Brian Ferentz, I think for him it was being real with me about how recruiting is and what they have on the table for me. And then I just started talking to Coach Copeland. Like we started, I just called him like uh, a week, no, the day after I committed. That's the first time I talked to him and he seems like a very genuine person and I think it's pretty good. Now you also played defensive back in high Mm -hmm. school. Um, Was there ever any thought that potentially you could end up playing defensive back at the college level? I... I want to prefer to play DB, but I think if I were to play DB, it would be a safety more than a corner because I'm like, I can track people down. I can tackle the running back. I can tackle an open space. But I think DB is where my, I think that's where my, that's definitely where my weakness is at, is playing cornerback instead of safety. So, so you, you never really, my understanding is you never really announced a top three, top five. I'm curious, why didn't you? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Well, it just seems like there's a lot, you know, so you, you have recruits nowadays that they like, I'm not saying that it's wrong to announce a top five, but they like the fanfare and you just seem no nonsense. Like I, I'm going to Iowa. That's it. Was, am I accurate in, in saying that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty straight through person and what I want to do and what I want to do and like where I want to go and all that stuff. That's awesome. You will fit right in with Iowa there. There's no, no question about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about your Marion high school experience. This right. is obviously Marion has brought has given you a lot, you've given a yeah. lot to Marion. What's it going to be like moving on next year? Like out of Marion, just just moving on from the from Marion high school. I mean, uh, I mean, that, that has to be bittersweet. Oh, yeah, I think I like the teachers there a lot. The teachers help you a lot. Uh, they've got me ready for college, I would say, because I'm taking a lot of business classes next year. Because my, I think I'm going to major in something in business. And then I'm trying to get my uh, welding certification and, like, plumbing and all that stuff through Kirkwood next year. Nice. So, yeah, they've, Marion's has always been there for me. My friends there, all, all my family's there. And this is, a, I would say, a good, like, a great area to be at. And, and have you been in Marion your whole life, Alex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it like growing up in? I mean, I know what it's like growing up in Iowa because I grew up in Iowa. But yeah. what, what's it like growing up in Eastern Iowa? Uh, I don't know. My like, if you're gonna look for trouble, you have to. You're gonna have to look for trouble if you live here because yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing out here except cornfields and cities. You got the hey, you got don't you have the Quaker oat plant over there in Cedar Rapids? Cedar Rapids is like ten minutes away. 10, 15 minutes away from my house. Okay. Uh, well, that, that's exciting, right? You, mm-hmm. you drive by the the, the uh, oatmeal plant. So yeah. uh, people who don't aren't from Iowa kind of feel like there's nothing to do in Iowa. It's the middle of nowhere. And to a de- to an extent, they're right. Am I right? It depends <laughs> I mean, where you're at. Depends on where you're at. But what what uh, what are what are hobbies that Alex Moda likes to uh, take part in? 
Other well, than football, of course, and yeah. track and basketball. Uh huh. Well, Iowa kids, so I've hunted, fished. Uh, me and my friends will play Xbox. It's right next to me right now. Uh, what else? Then we'll, we'll shop at the malls. We'll go to Williamsburg, a little Nike outlet over there. Yeah. Uh, we'll have like little team get togethers at basements at people's houses. You know, this little laid back. Just chill at their houses, uh, run some like Madden tournaments for money sometimes, you know, all those games and stuff like that. You you go to, I mean, you were telling me that people in your family have had Iowa football season tickets for quite some time. Do you go to Iowa basketball games? No, I've never, I don't remember. Have you been, in, never Iowa been to an Iowa basketball game? Okay. Yeah. Do you go to Iowa football games? Yeah, I go to Iowa football games. Yeah. Okay. But you are a basketball. So talk about your, your, your uh, multi-sport background. So you are a track star and a basketball athlete. What mm-hmm. has being a multi-sport athlete, and I'm assuming that probably appealed to Iowa. They tend to like guys who are involved in multiple sports. But what have those other sports taught you? Competition, I would say. Competition, trying to win. And if you lose, get back up and try to win again, stuff like that. And certainly one, one thing that Iowa fans, I can speak on behalf of a, a lot of Iowa fans that they want to see more of as far as the skill position uh, or just skill positions in general, specifically receiver, they want to meet, see more speed, more elusiveness, more athleticism. You at six one have an opportunity to provide that. Um, so certainly to me, that stands out on tape that, that, it makes you unique, but what does, in your opinion, what does Alex Moda bring to Iowa that will will stand out? To me, I think definitely my athletic ability, my ability to like beat the DB. I would say more than fifty percent, no, like ninety percent of the time. Because if there's a jump ball, if you're I'll come down with it, or the ball's not being caught at all. That's what I would say. And sometimes you have to have those defensive back skills as a receiver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that has to, to be a big uh, plus as well. Okay, yeah, so I asked you this earlier. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, I was about to say, because playing DB, you know what a receiver do, or playing receiver, you know how a DB works. So right. it kind of like fits together. I'm, I'm curious, before we get to your weaknesses, um, quarter being a quarterback, I'd have to think that being a quarterback also helps you understand the wide receiver position. So although you may not feel like you fit in as a quarterback, or that's certainly where you project, how has being a quarterback helped you to understand both sides of the passing game? Probably where the receiver needs to go because if they're running zones, you got to fit the ball where the zone is at, where the weaknesses are at, where the soft spots are at. So that kind of helped. That translates to receiver where you need exactly where to need, where you need to be at and like how you need to get there or when you need to get there. And I'm assuming leadership. You've probably been able to really develop your leadership skills. Yeah, uh, probably more than – I know sophomore year. I was a little sophomore, so we had bigger seniors. So I wasn't really the leader. I was led with my playability and my – just my playability, I would say. And then junior, we had some seniors. But I was starting to talk a little bit more, get out of my comfort zone, get out of my show. And then senior is definitely going to be – or I'm going to be the one telling where everyone needs to be and work harder, get better you know, play smarter, play faster and all that stuff. What would you say if you had to give one reason why you selected Iowa? What would that one reason be? I would say uh, family. 
Oh, that's a good reason. That's an excellent reason. All right, weaknesses. This is always a tough question sometimes mm-hmm. because uh, you know we're self promoters, especially when you're you have to be a self promoter. You're trying to get to the next level. You have done that now. You're committed to Iowa. You'll be. We anticipate you'll sign in December. Yep. What are your weaknesses? What does Alex Moda need to improve on during your senior high school year? I would say probably study the game more. That's what I would. watch a lot more film. Learn the terminology of football. And just become a smarter player. I would say leadership. To get the team going. And then for me, probably get faster, get stronger. Probably gain more weight too, I would say. Healthy weight. And, and you mentioned before we went live that you really want to get a better understanding of the offense, um, which is, I'm, I'm sure, going to help you mm-hmm. coming to Iowa. Um do you have a desire to enroll early? I know it's still early, maybe too early to say, but is that a goal of yours? It would be a goal for mine to come in early to learn all the, you know, Iowa playbook and all that stuff. But I also want to enjoy my senior year too. You know, there's don't got to take it too fast, but also just want to like be able to hang out with my friends and stay here for a little bit longer until I actually have to leave in the summer. You only go to high school once. So Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way of looking at it and certainly have time to to make those decisions down the road. Yeah. Um, All right. Final question for you, Alex. And again, it's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit this morning and uh, or afternoon. And and hopefully we can chat with you again down the road. But what are your goals? You've talked about some of your your goals for high school, your senior year. But what are your long term goals? It could be anything. It could be the NFL. It could be a, a, a career. It could be helping your family. What, what are some of Alex Moda's long-term goals? Uh, I think my first long-term goal is get a college diploma first. And then for my short term, I would say uh, I've been hitting the weight room for like the last three weeks, so I'll probably hit the weight room a lot more. Yeah. Well, again, you, you are uh, going to be welcomed with open arms into Iowa's offense. Again, Hawkeye fans are excited to see Mm-hmm. Um, you in black and gold and to see the speed and, and athleticism and quickness and elusiveness that Hawkeye fans want to see on Saturday. So Alex, congratulations on your big day and, and hopefully we'll chat with you again in December. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. As I stated in my reaction to Alex's commitment uh, from over the weekend, speed and elusiveness. Okay. We'll see. I mean, hands wise, he seems a pretty confident kid in his own hands but I'm going to be very intrigued to see how he plays his senior year. He's already getting some really high major offers, the likes of Nebraska, Wisconsin, Kansas, Kansas State. He mentioned that Kansas State wanted him as a quarterback, which is an interesting tidbit. Um, but his athleticism will be utilized. And I thought it was a great comparison when he kind of compared his game to Arlen Bruce the fourth. So congratulations to Alex Moda and his family, an Eastern Iowa kid. How cool for Iowa to be able to retain him and for him to get an opportunity to play on scholarship for his home state team. Appreciate you listening this afternoon or evening or morning, whenever you listen to this podcast. Of course, it's available through Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, Breaker, whatever your podcast platform, your preferred platform is, uh, search from the Hawkeye of the Storm and find each edition of Brad's Branded Thoughts, as well as our post-game shows with Coach Gary Close and Coach Don Patterson for football season. Appreciate you listening to Week 189. We will talk to you soon. I'm Corey Bratta from the Hawkeye of the Storm.